0: And welcome in again to the Worship Life Podcast with Mike Harland. I am your co-host, Brian Brown. And Mike, here in Music City, USA. Here's my, hey, I've yes. got a question for you. Yes.
1: I mean, you sound really chipper and energetic. Full of energy. But I wonder if our listeners have the same uh, experience. So, by the way, I just, we just saw a report that our listenership was up in the month of January. We're going all over the world. We've yeah. got people in Sydney, Australia that are listening.
0: There you go. Might All be our, the way down there. Well, not right now, because it's daytime It might be here, our hill song. Probably sent it down be. there to Could see be. what
1: we're talking about their song. Uh, but here's the thing we've been dealing with, Brian. You and I have a score to sell.
0: Oh. For our audience. Okay. Tell me. Tell so, me what it
1: is. So recently. Oh, a, uh, I know what this is about. Here we go. I got, here we go. I know. All right. So recently we had yes. a podcast air that we recorded the week before the Super Bowl. Right. And we thought it would be fun. Yes. If you and I went on the record with a podcast Correct. that we knew that was going to air after the Super Bowl. Right. We both went on the record to kind of predict. I'm bringing yep. it up. Yep because yep. we made our predictions. My guess
0: is had it turned out differently you wouldn't be Probably bringing it up. Probably wouldn't be bringing
1: it up. <laughs> but let's remind the audience yes. uh, yeah. what
0: your would you let's my, recap your prediction. My prediction which was looking really good going into the fourth quarter mm-hmm, by the way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was was San Francisco 28, Kansas City 24. And, and it looked like it might turn out to be the exact right So about halfway scorer. through the third quarter. Yeah, even closer th- th- than that. But yes. close to for, the fourth quarter. The you ma- were feeling for pretty the good. majority of the game, game i thought spot on so you remember my prediction well I, I do remember that you you took kansas city but primarily just to be contrary to me no 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 i think no, that's no, what i no, i think if but you go back Casey. and listen if you go yes. back and listen yes.
1: i said that that san francisco would start fast and would get a lead right that happened yes and i would say that sometime in the second half kansas city would begin to click would and would yes. come back in the fourth quarter and when you the predicted
0: game. they would do what they had done in every other playoff game it would be the same. Oh, pattern. you're
1: trying to minimize That's my prediction <laughs> is what you And you
0: were right. But I you said right. Kansas
1: City would win. I yes. think I said 31-21. I now
0: that I don't know. We'll have to check the tape. But
1: my memory is that I said we would win. They would win by 10 points. And I think what was the final score? I, it, I, now that, that, that I photos? don't know either. I would have to check okay, the tape so, on so that. But it was something in that range. Find the, Get the final score of the Super we'll Bowl. We'll post
0: it on the website for all. Did
1: we have a weight? Did we have a? We didn't. We really we didn't. We didn't put anything on the line. Thirty-one to twenty. Thirty-one to so twenty. So I said a ten-point win, and it turned out to be an eleven-point win. So,
0: well, congratulations! on your, uh, <laughs> Shall we call it a pyrrhic victory? Yes. But yes, congratulations! So maybe on that. we should make this a worship life podcast. So tradition. now every year we've we'll got have to predict to, something. We'll predict the Super Bowl, or just for like grins, that. Yeah. let's just
1: do this. We're in February recording this. Okay, World Series champion this season. Oh, prediction. Wow.
0: So this is this won't be cr- they won't be crowned till late October, late October. Of 2020. We're just throwing it
1: out there. Who you have?
0: Well, you know, I mean, in my heart wants it to be the Atlanta Braves. Well, which is you know my what? Team. Let's and, just and, uh, go
1: ahead and call it because that's boy, who I was going to say. You were going to say? The Braves? I'm going to say the Atlanta Braves are going to win the World Series. Wow. This year.
0: Well, we can't if we both call the same team. Yeah. That's so you got to pick be. somebody else. So my little brother, who we often reference, worship leader in in the D.C. area, of course, the Nationals. Nationals will they They repeat? just won the title. Will they repeat? Last year, I don't want to pick them. No, I don't want that. Um, You're going to go American League or National League? uh, Well, obviously, if you take Atlanta, they're National League. Mm So in order to pick somebody, I would have to pick an American League team uh, because that's who they'll be competing against in the playoffs. And I don't know a lot about the junior circuit, Mike. Yes, the, the junior American circuit. League. It probably um, won't be the Astros, they're still <laughs> licking their wounds. But anyway, not unless they find a more up-to-date uh, way yeah. to steal signs and signals and those kinds of things. Uh, just don't keep up with American that league. league. I, yeah, I think in Mike Trout and the Angels, and uh, yeah, uh, there's a team out in Texas that you used to go see. I love a lot. The, Rangers. the Rangers. They're my American League team. So the Rangers and the Angels always seem to be kind of around hanging around and New York, you know, the Yankees have a lot of money uh, as do the Red Sox. I'm going to say the Rangers get it done. The Rangers the and the Braves in the World Rangers. Series, How, we'll both be happy, and we'll both be happy, no matter like what it. the outcome. No matter what so the that's, outcome, that's for the record. So, what do we want to talk about today? Well, Mike, uh, you and I just got back, and and I thought this it might be interesting for our listeners uh, to know a little bit of something inside baseball, if you want to call it behind the scenes of church music publishing. A lot of people may not know that there's a, a trade organization, if you will, that exists of all the church music publishers we get together once a year and even yep. during the year but there's an event once a year that's that's kind of the main focus of this group um once a year where we all get together the committees yes. are doing work throughout the year and it's called the church music publishers association
1: it's a very historic group too it's 95th, 94 94 this year was year. 94 i was president of this organization correct 4 years ago and the reason i know is we we had a 90th birthday cake at the year I was president of it. We met in San Juan, Puerto Rico. But the Church Music Publisher Association is a very historic and a very influential. People people would not know, I didn't know before I came to LifeWay, how influential this group is. We call it CMPA. Right. And the C doesn't stand for Christian music. It stands for Church. Church Music Publisher Association. And here's something interesting from a trivia standpoint. Uh, the origins of this group go back to a couple of families right at the beginning that are still mm-hmm. very much involved in church music publishers, the Shorney family, right, which Hope. would be Hope Publishing, and a lot of people uh, know Chicago. Hope out of Chicago, and the Shorney family, Shorney Brothers, and now the sons and cousins and nephews mm-hmm. are all involved. There were a couple of the Shorney guys there, yep, uh, this week, and then the Lorenz family, right, which D- is Ohio. Dayton, Ohio, and the Lorenz family for many, many years. Uh, on the ground floor of CMPA. Uh, and the the Lorenz uh, family today have a wonderful music publishing company that also Word Music now part of the Lorenz Word family. Word Music,
0: Medallion Music, Lorenz. There's and uh, of course, and they have some Lillenas music now. Lilliness keyboard, is now books part They've of done Word. for a while, but yep. yeah, now the choral is with Word. So there's this and rich history.
1: The Lorenz family, and then I would throw the Bach family out sure. there. Stephen Bach is still Fred a big Bach part company. of it, but Fred yep. Bach Music was part of it and for many years. Uh, Elwin Raymer is one of yeah. the the, f- the fathers uh, yes. for many years working in this. And you begin to name the names of people that have been part of CMPA and it's it's amazing.
0: It's everyone who's uh, really made music for the church from from Bill Gaither all the way back to Halder Lilness, Heinz Sims, past yeah. well, both past presidents of the I was gonna say
1: uh in the earliest days of CMPA, the Baptist Sunday School Board people were a very big part of that, and Heinz right. Sims, who was the director of the church music department right after BB B. McKinney? Right. Heinz Sims was one of the first presidents of this group. Was multiple was president multiple, multiple times, times yep. of this. Uh, it's interesting that when I came to this role, now going on 15 years ago, can you believe I've been at Lifeway 15 it's years? It's hard to believe. I can't believe it either. But uh, going on 15 years ago, Jim Gibson, my immediate predecessor as as the production leader of Lifeway Music Area uh, at that point, Lifeway Worship Music Group was right. what the name of it was. Jenna Vox was on the heels of that. Yep. Uh, Jim Gibson uh, was giving me a handoff of just advice. I was I solicited that from him. You know, Jim. What what do you want to tell me? What do do I need to know? And one of the first things Jim Gibson really emphasized to me was, he said, Mike, be involved in CMPA. Uh, He said that um, he was not as involved as he wanted to be and had not made it the priority. And he looked back on it and he would say, of course, Jim's gone on to be with the Lord now. But Jim told me early one of his regrets about his time leading the production of the resources here at LifeWay in the music area. Uh, one of his regrets was that he was not more involved in CMPA. And I didn't even know what CMPA was, was. Right. So my very first year here, 2005, I did not make it to CMPA that year because it had already happened in 2005. But in 2006 was my very first CMPA to go to. It was in Charleston, South Carolina, and it was the president that year was Jeff Lorenz. Right. There's that name again. And uh it was a group of about forty or fifty church music publishers that met together in Charleston. It was my very first year and it was the first time I I met many of those people. I had known Don Cason at Word and sure. I had known Dale Matthews, uh who then was at Brentwood Benson. Um I had known those people from a distance, and was an acquaintance of theirs, but but I uh, had never really been part of CMPA until 2006, and I've got to say it's one of the most richest experiences of my life yeah. uh, to be a part of the organization of church music publishers. They all meet in the same room, and you could, you could say, in, many, in some respects, our uh, competitors uh, oh, that's right. you know, in the market. Uh, but at the end of the day, the organization is characterized by people of a wide variety. I mean, we've got people that are in CMPA that are Catholics, right? And serve the Catholic Church. That's right. And all the way to who do you want to put on the other end of that spectrum? Uh, Bethel,
0: right? Uh, Hillsong,
1: a, yep. Gateway, yep. Um, Elevation Church, mm-hmm. uh, on and on and on. Capital Christian, who many, many, many of the modern Christian worship songs today that the church is singing are administered by capital uh christian uh casey mcginty um so these relationships are rich relationships and and lifeway we've been at that table and i've been able to i involved you and craig adams was also at this year and y'all you guys have not gone every year but you guys have become part of cmpa and contributing and uh And so Lifeway is at the table of CMPA and part of these rich, meaningful. Conversations around church music publishing. And this past week was the week we were all together.
0: Absolutely. And Mike, uh, I remember my first year that I went, I've, I think I've gone eight of the last nine years, um, Eddie DeGarmo in the airport, yeah. who was then at Capital Christian. And I remember Eddie DeGarmo impressing upon me at that time how important these relationships were and this meeting was to him at Capital Christian. And of course, all, you mentioned all the publishers there. We're going to go take a break for a quick moment. When we come back, Mike, I want to talk more about this year, the things yeah. that we learned there. And you and I, Uh, We're asked to give a presentation on the state of the church in America and beyond So I want to get into our presentation a little bit too uh, When we get back from this break
2: We wanted to take just a minute to tell you about the Lifeway Worship Hymnal app We are so excited about this app It's available on iOS and Android Go and search it now It's free and it's a hymnal you can have on your phone or tablet Basically whatever smart device you use It has all of the public domain hymns and songs from the Lifeway Worship Hymnal and the Baptist Hymnal. They're all there for free. Or for $9.99, you can download all the other songs that are in the worship and Baptist hymnals. This app also has some new features that we're really excited about. One is that you can create your own set list. You can create a set of hymns and songs that you might want to use for a devotional time or Bible study, at home, or even for your worship services. It's a very simple tool to use. We're going to keep adding features and functionality to the app as we go on through the months and years to come. It's the Lifeway Worship Hymnal app. Go to the App Store and download the free version and check it out. We hope it becomes a great tool for you and your ministry.
0: Okay, welcome back to the Worship Life Podcast with Mike Harlan. We're talking about the Church Music Publishers Association, which is all of us, Mike, who are, like we said, uh, you and I were talking during the break, we're in coopetition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with, yeah. We, so we uh, we talked about, you know, at a reading session, when I first started doing reading sessions, uh, many times all of us publishers, if it's a really, really popular song, uh, think right now, King of Kings. Yeah. You know, we're all going to have got an a arrangement. Yeah. And sure, I want my arrangement to win. And and so all these companies are really, they've got a hymnal, we've got a hymnal kind of thing. Right. And, um, but at the end of the day, this organization is about what we have in common and the fact that we're really all about serving the church yeah. and we want to come and learn from each other and learn how to do that better. That warned my heart as a lifelong churchgoer, minister of music and those kinds of things to know that uh, this group of people, while they're competing and while they have markets and businesses and bottom lines, uh, they still recognize the preeminence of the church that they No question.
1: So the companies all have different kind of makeup. Like Lifeway, for instance, we're a non-profit company. Correct. And the other thing about Lifeway that makes us a little unique at times is that we sell a lot of people's music, virtually everybody's music. That's right. In some form or another, we we are both a publisher, but we're also a resource of the church as a non-profit. There are other companies in CMPA that are non-profits as well, but there are other companies in CMPA that are for-profit companies, and their Christian music publishing is a part of a large larger parent company.
0: Right. And that yes, may be secular. Yeah, yeah, that
1: may be secular. As a matter of fact, Probably is secular yeah, yeah. at least as if you go back far enough, but here's what's cool is what we have found is even in those companies, the guys that run the Christian music publishing are people that love Jesus, Amen. and uh, you know that that are brothers in the Lord and they sisters are. in the Lord, and when we get together at CMPA, there is a family atmosphere uh, at CMPA where yep. we we actually share a burden and a calling and a mission for the church. And so, cooperation, what, yeah. I, and I would say the cooperation part of that, at most of the time, feels stronger than the competition part of that.
0: No doubt. And what's great, Mike, and it was it was really noticeable this year as Elman Raymer's retirement happened. Yeah. We celebrated him the first night. And we have guests from outside our industry, um, David Israelite, who's the CEO of NMPA, NMPA, National NMPA and RIAA, Mitch Glazer is there. We had folks from the U.S. Copyright Office. I we think had, about Mike Huppy, it sounded. Exchange. My copy sound is so there? we have a lot of people from d c from from outside church music publishing. they're in just music industry yep. in general, and uh they ought to a person comment on the brotherhood, the uniqueness of our organization, yep. the uniqueness of the longevity of the participants for for decades and more, and the way we work together uh in in is really unique. Uh, for this kind of a group. And it was commented on by almost every outside presenter this year. So
1: so you mentioned Elwin Raymer. I think yeah. this is another aspect of CMPA that, that our church leaders out there might find interesting. There is a group that CMPA funds that's called the Action Fund, F-U-N-D. Right. separate. And 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 action. The Action Fund is set up as a lobbying organization. There are tax reasons and legal reasons right. why they're set up as a different type of organization than CMPA, the larger group. And Elwin Raymer was the president of the Action Fund, so he was an employee of CMPA, but he ran the lobbying group. And of course, he right. just retired. Interestingly, Elwin started his. Professional publishing career at the Baptist Sunday School Board. People find this interesting. Yeah. In the late '60s, he was here for yep. seven years. He was the youth music editor, mm-hmm. and he edited this little musical called "Celebrate, Celebrate Life. Life." Yeah. Uh, Elwin Raymer was the editor of that project, which is one of the all-time great projects ever. Yes. Uh, music and otherwise here at Lifeway. So, and Elwin retired this year and his replacement, drum roll, yes. <laughs> is Don, Don Kaysen, Kaysen. Yeah. who was the longtime president of Word Music. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people out there that have been longtime church music guys will, will recognize the name Don Kaysen. So Don has now just taken over. He was at Music Services after that, a copyright administrator. He's a close friend of ours. He, yeah. We work closely with Don every day when he was at Word and since then at Music Services and now will be the president of the Action Fund. And I sit on the Action Fund board right now. So uh, we wanted our listeners to know that there is an organization of church music and Christian music publishers who meet together on a regular basis, who who, uh, uh, organize around the common interests that we have as publishers of Christian music. And the CMPA and the CMPA Action Fund were intricately involved in all of this legal and legislative work that has been done in the last couple of years. The Music Modernization Act mm-hmm. was passed. CMPA was at the table. We yep. were our our president Ed Leonard is on the board that has been created by Congress to now regulate uh, the MLC, the Modern uh, Licensing or the Music Licensing Corporation. So coalition, um, yeah. coalition thank yeah. you. So um, uh, we are at the table yeah. uh, doing that, and the Christian music publishers are part of this larger family. CCLI is a big part of all of this. CCLI is a so huge part of. We C-M-P-A. all work
0: together, and we have one goal. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's to serve the church. With, uh, with as copyright. a matter of fact, and I think uh, Howard Brzezinski, who who founded uh, CCLI, would say that CCLI would not exist without. An organization like Church Music Publishers, all yeah. the publishers coming together and helping an organization like CCli to exist. And if people are listening and wondering why would you, why do you, why does anybody involved in church music need to have anything to do with lobbying in Congress? Well, it's to protect our songwriters. Oh my gosh, it's our songwriters, and to make sure that they are uh, the workman is worthy of his. And <laughs> uh, you know what, published this wage. is
1: this is hilarious to think about. But the the secular music publishers whose companies dwarf the size of most Christian music publishers, publishers. they will tell you that they try day after day after day to get an appointment with this congressman to talk about the law. But when CMPA comes to town, and by the way, the church music publishers want to meet with you too, congressman after congressman will take the meeting now because they're thinking about their church back home and the influence of all of that. So church music publishers are alive and well. All right, so in this... Um, years convention, Brian. They ask me and you to do a presentation. Right. So get our listeners inside what you yeah. and I did and what that was about.
0: So what they ask for a lot of these companies we've already alluded to it. It's the Church Music Publishers Association, but their parent companies are focused more on music publishing. And, and uh, the, again, the, the companies themselves are focused on the church. That's who they create music for. But their parent companies have them constantly paying attention to the, to the bottom line a lot of times. So sometimes you can overlook uh, the church itself outside the context of music publishing. So what they asked us to do was put together a kind of an overview of the state of the church in America and really globally. Fortunately, we work at Lifeway. And, Mike, you know a little bit of my career here at Lifeway. I used to work for Scott McConnell, who's now the executive director of Lifeway Research. I worked as a market research analyst for Scott when we just had a smaller department when this work was first starting, when, when Scott first came to Lifeway way. So I spent some years in market research and still have we still have a great relationship with the folks at Lifeway Research. They have a ton of research that they actually do. Um, the research themselves. And then we also, ag- they're an aggregator of research from people like Pew Research and other research companies, the American Religious Data Archive and the General Society Survey has questions about it. So we have great resources here. We yes. also have Craig Featherstone, the LifeWay Global Team, and they were able to provide us with some great global resources. So we have the resources at LifeWay yep. to fulfill the request that CMPA made of us to put together an overview of the state of the church, the state really of Christianity. If you will in the United States, and then of course we felt it was important to go globally as well because we have global partners. We've got as a global partners.
1: We've got we've got people from the UK. We've yep. got people from Europe and Germany, in in the Far East and Korea. Yes. and Australia and even Brazil. We've got we've got publishers from all over the world that come all to CPA. Yep. So so this was what was interesting about this presentation. Uh, the the convention and the meeting that we're at talks about the the music the M word of CMPA, music. And publishing, we've had all kinds of presentations last week on publishing and trends yep. in publishing, and what's happening in digital streaming, and on and on and on. Yep. CCLI and of course the association, the A word of it, uh, is live and well as as publishers interact with each other. You and I brought a presentation that Lifeway Research helped us put together uh, on the C of that, the right. church. And and you know what, we've got about maybe ten more minutes here at the most. Let's recap quickly some of the top takeaways that we presented at CMPA this year about the state of the church and the impact that has on music publishers.
0: Yeah, we'll get into it. And if you want more detail, you can find it at Lifeway Research or you can find it at Pew Research. Those are the two, I would say, best uh, research sites to go to if you're focused on the church, particularly the Protestant church in in terms of Lifeway Research. Um, But what we find in general, Mike, is that church uh, attendance – one of the first slides we showed uh, said that church attendance in America in in 2009, according to uh, the Pew survey, about 54% of Americans said they attended church once a month or more. So we would call that frequent. More, once a little a month more or than more. half. That was about 54%. 45% said a few times a year or never. Those numbers met in 2000 and um, I think it was 2014 14. that they were 50-50 and now they've completely reversed. In the 2018-19 survey, 54% said they attend a few times a year or never attend religious services and only 45% said they attend rel- religious services once a month or more. Yeah, so,
1: what so, so but here's what's interesting about that is... Uh, You've got generations that are aging and emerging generations, and so so some of the data we showed was talking about younger generations and how, how they're interacting with the church. Uh, So, but one of the encouraging things, on the discouraging side, you'd say the percentage of the population that are attending church that often is less than what it was 10 years ago. Right. The encouraging side of that would be, of the ones that are still attending church, they're attending it just like they did 10 years ago. Yeah, that
0: that, was was a staggering number to me to find in the research. their,
1: Their commitment to the church in terms of attendance
0: is not diminished. Yeah. Uh, Among Protestant churchgoers, they attend uh, religious services at about the same rate they did 10 years ago. There's just fewer of them. Yeah, isn't that interesting? And, of course, the
1: population is growing, so it's it's a smaller percentage of a growing population. So churches are... Are not dying. We can no. definitely say that church attendance is not dying, but it is a. The trend lines do show a shrinking attendance pattern. Yeah, Come and up.
0: in the Lifeway research, it, they they surveyed Protestant pastors, and I said this in the presentation. You know, all of my relatives are Protestant pastors, so yeah. they tend to uh, report on the positive side, <laughs> a little more positive than maybe reality. Would that be the phrase ministerially speaking? Ministerially speaking, speaking yeah, 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 but that. even even uh, when you survey Protestant pastors, six in ten will admit that their their church. Tendency is either plateaued or declining. Yeah. Uh, when 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 they're asked about it in the U.S. Yeah. So and also
1: US. in the U.S. We see the rise of non-denominational coming up.
0: Yes. Uh, and huge. we're
1: also seeing. So you've got that happening, but we're also seeing that there are more people willing to say that I don't believe in God, that there's yeah. kind of a, ra- a, a rise in that. I mean, the, uh, Ed Stetzer famously called it the rise of the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, right. Right. the category on the census of what a re- religious affiliation you have, and none was the one of the fastest yeah, growing categories. Yeah, we've seen
0: a much, a great reduction in the percentage of all U.S. adults now, this isn't Protestant churchgoers, all U.S. adults to identify as Christians. Uh, the numbers are down significantly. And and that's every gender, every age, every race. I will say that it's it's a much bigger decline amongst millennials than it is the silent generation, some of the older generations. But what is different that you pointed to that the research showed was before when people would not identify as Christian, they would change their response to nothing in particular. Yeah. And over the last about uh, seven or eight years, they've been much more likely to say I'm atheist or agnostic, as opposed to yeah. saying nothing in particular. Yeah. So, so they just it, get a little more honest, it, and yeah. It is. There's less of a social price the to stigma. Pay. They're not, yeah. They're not
1: afraid of the stigma but of identifying. Correct. As nothing, or or
0: n- the, and also, there's not as much. And and Ed Stetcher, other researchers have talked about this. There's not as much social benefit to even claiming Christianity yeah. as there. You know, the, was. The,
1: the car repair shop would always say Christian-owned and operated. Yeah. You know, 20 years yep, ago, and no maybe they're no
0: no more likely to say that now than and they researchers used to be. call that nominal Christians. So exactly. nominal Christians have been falling away, but. But when you look for those who say they're born again evangelical, those percentages have stayed steady Isn't that even interesting? in the last yeah. 10 So, years. so the so truly committed. The we truly would say, committed are
1: still very committed. So, yeah. so we're kind of balancing what we're saying here to try to help people see some, there's some sobering stats in our report, right. but there are also some encouraging ones. And I want to make a couple of takeaways here. One of the encouraging signs was a giving trend. Yeah,
0: we talked about the financial uh, we state. We talked
1: about the financial state, and pastors are telling us that the the growing and, and more positive economy is also having a growing and positive impact on giving. So, yeah. you know, in Southern Baptist life, you begin to see Lottie Moon goals that are being met on mm-hmm. the local level and on the national level, uh, the Christmas offering that we take every year, and, and Annie Armstrong, and cooperative program giving in general, and that's just in the Southern Baptist tradition, is healthy and growing. And so so not all the news is bad, but organizationally, and that's that was a key word that when When we began to make our application at the end of our report, we talked about the organization of the church is having some challenging statistical results in 2020 in North America.
0: Correct,
1: But that's not the story. That's not the whole story, because we also began to point to some global statistics. That shows something that is remarkable, and that is that in the Southern Hemisphere and in the other parts of the world, Christianity is growing exponentially. And I mean, to the point of where people that have studied uh, the demographical statistics of populations and what people's behavior are worldwide. There are some stunning things that are happening in South America and in, in the sub-Saharan African continent, mm-hmm. in in India, in mm-hmm. China, mm-hmm. in those parts of the world. There's some things happening with Christianity and the explosion of it uh, that is just phenomenal. So here here was the one of the big takeaways we made right at the end of it. The organization of the Christian church in North America is struggling. Yeah. In, in many ways, also signs of some positive signs, but also some some concerning signs of the organization. But the organism
0: yeah.
1: of the church that Jesus said he would build. See, yeah. that's that's the promise for the believer. It, we don't have to go figure out how to grow a church. Uh, we've got to walk in obedience to a to a shepherd who is leading the the church, and to an under shepherd, our pastors that lead our church. We, we we are walking and following the leadership that he's given us. But Jesus said said Hey, don't go build my church. That's not what Jesus said. He says I will build my church. Yep. And 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 the all of the data that that measures the the impact of Christianity across the world is pointing to a church that is growing, that is vibrant, that is expanding. There are more Christians alive right Mm -hmm. now than ever in the history of humanity. Christianity is not shrinking. It's not diminishing. And interestingly enough, where the greatest persecution of the church exists in the world, the church is growing the fastest. And so the North American church doesn't need to worry about a a a a belief system that's going away we need to tap into the spiritual vitality of what god's doing in the church all over the world and and you know what we hear stories we're seeing movements uh that are happening all over the world and and even here at home in the united states where god is at work in his church and the good news is that music publishers we don 't have to worry about creating a market <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right. uh, the church is the church, and listen lifeway we will always do what we 're doing as long as the church needs what needs resources around worship. We are committed to being that that uh, company, one of those companies that help provide those resources in worship, and that for us that includes music and and communion supplies and on and on and on. so what a privilege it was to stand in front of our friends at c m p a this past week. And bring this data. And, Brian, you you have such a skill set in this area. Your your professional background here at Lifeway includes market research. is a right. big part of your story. And thank you for bringing your expertise to this presentation. And just we want our listeners to know that Lifeway worship is part of a larger family of Christian music publishers that want to serve the church better and do it in, in the
0: best ways we can. All working together for the church. So we want to hear from you. Uh, we want to hear from the local church. We want you to email us, worship at lifeway.com. Let us know what the attendance patterns have been like at your congregation and what you've experienced generationally and how that's affected you. And, um, and I'll, well, I'll throw yeah, this in there because
1: we have a wide variety. We have people listen to our podcast that don't do choir. We have right. people in our, our broadcast that, that really are more uh, that don't do modern worship songs or more traditional songs. CMPA encompasses all of that the largest print companies that serve the sacred coral lit church these are the people at the table but also at the table are some of the most significant modern worship publishers and artists all of those and this is the same organization serving the church Uh, with resources for worship
0: that's right also when you email us and tell us about how things are going at your church let us know how we can pray for you we'd like to get together as a team here at lifeway worship and do that uh, and we'd like to pray for you specifically so let us know how we can do that you can interact with us at worshiplife.com and there you can find more information about our events you can find the blogs that we post and uh, always join us for the worship life podcast with mike harland until next time yeah go ahead can
1: i give a teaser sure because we're about to I, we're about to record I assume it'll be the next one we publish we'll know but Michael Kelly yeah. is the new senior vice president of the resources area of Lifeway He's my boss, Brian. Right. And uh, Michael. Straighten up. And for those of you that came to Worship Life in Gatlinburg last year, Michael was our preacher. He was our he's an amazing pastor. communicator. Yes. He's a dynamic speaker, yep. and really has a heart for discipleship. He's he's now my new boss, so I want you to be on your best behavior. Yes. Uh, and we're about to record him, so in our next podcast, you're going to hear from our new leader here at Lifeway in the resource area of Lifeway. I can't wait for folks to get to know this guy, Michael Kelly
0: excited about it. Until next time for the Worship Life Podcast with Mike Harlan, this is Brian Brown saying thanks for joining us. We'll be back together to talk about worship and music in ministry very soon.